Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 107. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation, do you have a product or service that you would like to share with the 100,000 plus unique downloads Entrepreneur on Fire generates every month consisting of passionate entrepreneurs? Chris Brogan sponsored an episode for his book, The Impact Equation, with great results. If you would like to have 15 seconds at the top of Entrepreneur on Fire to share your product or message, go to SponsorEOFire.com to find out more. Okay, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, B. Arthur. B, are you prepared to ignite? Hell yeah! That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> B is an established psychotherapist and entrepreneur devoted to transforming traditional therapy into a more affordable and approachable experience. So she created Pretty Padded Room. Pretty Padded Room is a platform that provides online therapy to women on their own time, in their own terms. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, B, but why don't you take from here and tell us who you are and what you do? Well, first of all, I want to say thank you very much for having me, John. I'm happy to be here. Um, and yeah, I'm really glad to talk about my business. Um, I've been doing it for almost two years, and it's a website that I started to make, first of all, transform therapy. I felt like the Freudian approach has flatlined and it needed a makeover and I felt like I was the woman to do it. And I'm really happy to be able to provide counseling and therapy to people who've been curious about it and wouldn't have tried it otherwise. So we made it more available by put it, putting it online. We made it more approachable by adding a, a, a lightness of touch. We made it more affordable by um, scaling it down so it's on a subscription service rather than like an exorbitant 200 per session. So I'm really proud of what we've done and I'm, and I'm just really happy to talk about following your passions today and your fire. Oh, that's just great. And quick little side note, I was having coffee with my girlfriend this morning. I was talking to her about my upcoming interviews and I was describing your business to her and she was just like, wow, that makes so much sense for all the reasons that you just said and for the reasons that we're going to get into later in this interview. So I'm really excited. But before we do that, we're going to transition to our first topic, which is our success quote, because Entrepreneur on Fire, it's all about the motivation. It's all about building the fire. And that's what we're going to do right now with your favorite success quote. My favorite success quote would definitely have to be follow your fears and follow your fire. And I think that's great for this show because so much of the entrepreneurial lifestyle requires a ton of strength, but most importantly, stamina. And um, so I really think following your fears and following your fire is the only way to go. I love that. And I also always ask this follow-up question. How do you apply that quote to your mentality? Um, well, this is actually my second business. Um, and and the, the idea for this business actually came around from failing. It didn't work out. Um, and that was about two, three, or two and a half years ago. And the first time around, I kind of romanticized the struggle that I was going to experience. I'm like, oh, I'm going to be eating ramen, but I'm going to be felt believing in something I love. But the second time around, I knew it was just going to be a real and I was really scared <laughs> to kind of get into that again and be in that mindset and that kind of struggle. But um, 
I, the idea stayed with me and even though I was scared, I really wanted to follow it through and see it through, even though I wasn't looking forward to the struggle, but I knew it was necessary. So I always like to follow kind of rather than like loftier motivational um, quotes. I like the ones that recognize how big and bad and tough it is. And I'm a big bad. So I like to <laughs> keep it real. So I really like that. Those kind of quotes, the ones that recognize the struggle. Well, all right. Well, let's use that struggle now and let's move into our next topic which is failure. Because as entrepreneurs, our journeys are riddled with failures on some levels. And it's really how we perceive those that define us as entrepreneurs. We can define them as challenges or as obstacles to overcome, what have you. But B, take us back to a point in your journey where you failed and how you overcame that failure. Well, like I mentioned, this is my, my, um, my second business and my first business, I should mention, I started straight out of grad school, 25 year old therapist. I babysat a lot through grad school. So, um, I wanted to start a business for the moms I worked with and I just started a social club for stay at home moms called me time. And I was able to get an investor. We're going to build this really great brownstone with babysitters. Um, but that was 2008, right when the market crashed and the why the women I were taught was targeting were the wives of all the men who had just been laid off. And my um, investors said we should pull out and not do it. I wanted to do it anyway. Um, and I saw that doing it anyway with no money and no guidance, <laughs> was, you know, you can be as competent as you want, but without real tools. So it was a devastating failure. But um, at the time, um, a friend told me that you fail fast and you fail forward. And nobody who's successful has ever not failed. It's just not possible because there's so much to learn in those moments. So as a result, I'm no longer afraid of failure. And, you know, and this has brought me to this point. And I did fail forward as a result of that failure. This business would have never happened. And I have gone so much further with this business than my first one. And I'm so much more connected to it because I think I was more mentally prepared, emotionally prepared, and I had a better idea of what I wanted to do and what I wanted to accomplish. So failure is, has been a major motivator for me. That's such a valuable lesson. Can you pull another lesson out of that failure, B, that you really use to this day when you are acting the entrepreneurial self that you are? Um, I think that... If, if you're kind to yourself, because I think people who are entrepreneurial are very ambitious and very hardworking. And as a result, we tend to be our own worst enemy. I mean, we're competitive with ourselves. So, but the flip side of that is that we really beat ourselves up when things go wrong. And um, I just learned, you know, like I really thought the world was going to end when my first business didn't work out, but it didn't, you know, it didn't. And, you know, there's no, you know, and it's not just one epic failure and it's all over. I mean, I, you know, there's uh, failures every day sometimes. I mean, I've done the math. About 80% of the time when you're running a business, things don't work out. <laughs> I, I really think that's the formula. So you, you can't beat yourself up. You can't come apart every time something doesn't work out because you really do need the stamina and mental endurance to, to keep it going and then to get your business off the ground. So um, I really welcome it. I really welcome it. it there, it's nothing to be afraid of. I definitely agree with that 80-20 rule, but it's the 20% that we live for. Yeah, that's all that that's what makes it matter for sure. So B, let's go to the other side of the spectrum now. We've talked about a failure that you had and some challenges that you've encountered and lessons that you pull from that. Such valuable information. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum to your aha moment. Because as entrepreneurs, we're always having little aha moments every day. I know you're an aspiring person. You have an aha moment probably as soon as you wake up in the morning and probably right before you go to bed at night. But I'm looking back in your journey, and I want you to pull out 
that time when a lightning bolt just struck you or the clouds parted and the sun just was shining through and you said, wow, this is what I want to do. This is going to resonate so well with my clients, audience, fans. Yeah, definitely. Um, absolutely. I mean, I, especially in what I do, not only do I run this business, but I also take clients. I'm a, I'm a therapist in private practice. So just the human experience is so relatable to me. And and that's what makes me be so kind and, and feel so real, I think, to my clients. Because it's not just about, oh, breathe through it or find your voice. Sometimes it sucks. Sometimes it sucks. and But then you have to really listen to your instincts. So I think for me, my aha moment was at the beginning um, of the business, I really felt especially since I um, had um, started a business before, I felt like I really had to be all in. But I wasn't able to leave my job because I, I remembered being poor and being, you know, just super depressed. So I was working as a domestic violence counselor while I was building and preparing to launch Pretty Padded Room. And um, so in addition to treating 45 clients and, you know, working with their legal issues and their counseling and advocacy issues, I was also after work going and working on wireframes, you know, like looking at code, uh, testing things. And I started to feel more like the janitor than the CEO. I just felt like I was not in charge. It, it, it was just cleaning up after everything. And... And then I realized, you know, I don't have to be good at everything. And I'm not good at everything. I mean, I, I decided to just leave the tech stuff to the tech people. They knew way more what they were doing. And, you know, just trying to learn. The learning curve is so steep already. So I think it's really important to just stick to your strengths and learn what you can from the experts. I'm really happy to defer to the experts on a lot of things. I mean, I, I wrote my own legal terms of use and privacy policy. But why? Why? Somebody else could, all that time that I spent figuring it out, could have been devoted to the things that I know how to do. So, especially in this community, you can definitely barter experience. So, I, it took so much stress off of my mind because every time I go, okay, I need to do this, then it was like, okay, how do I do this? Okay, where do I go? How to figure out? And, you know, just rather than just taking that those four days, you know, and asking somebody, and it'll be two hours. So you don't have to do it alone. I think there's we romanticize this idea of self-made, pulling yourself up, but there's no reason to do it alone, especially in our community. There's so many people who've struggled and know what it's like and are so willing to help. So, I mean, I'm a people person, and I believe in other people, and I believe in getting help when you need it. So that was a huge moment for me. I mean, it made everything so much easier. That aha moment is massive, and it goes back to Michael Gerber's E-Myth Revisit when he just stresses the fact Work on your business, don't work in your business because yeah. you are so much more valuable when you are running things from a supervisory role and then letting the experts take their specialties and then you can just really multiply your effectiveness and the effectiveness of your business overall. Absolutely, absolutely. What were some specific actions, B, that you took after this aha moment that you just saw immediate and great results from? I just started reaching out. I mean, a lot of my day was spent doing research, you know, but once I realized I could just get it from other people, then it was development. So um, I think that's just such a great combo in, in any business and trying to be successful. You go to who has the research and you just build on that. So I would ask my lawyer friends, you know, I would ask tech people, I would go to, you know, networking events. I mean, just there's no, sh I don't know why there's some entrepreneurs, and I think this is a really important thing to address for our community, that and I was like this my first time around that, you know, they don't want to talk about their idea because they think somebody's going to steal it. Or, I mean, I've had people want me to sign an NDA for like, you know, you know, a social network for dogs, you know, like I have no reason to want to steal that business, but I could certainly put input. I could certainly connect you with people who have that same vision or could enhance your vision. So I think that people think they should keep it to themselves. 
and to a certain extent, yes, because your vision will change and grow. But there's no, I just started talking to more people and just the time I saved just trying to learn it on my own, um, just by sending emails and doing outreach to people who could help or at least answer some questions for me was just so valuable. I mean, really, like it took years, added years to my life. <laughs> trying to figure, I've already been through school. You know, I went to grad school. I mean, I just think, you know, I mean, this is literally sometimes when you're talking to people and things that you're trying to figure out in, you know, a week or a month, there are people who have done this their whole lives. It can really simplify it for you and make it easier. So just talking to people and that's what I do best. So that's so great. And that really embodies what Entrepreneur on Fire is all about. It's about the sharing of the wealth of knowledge, the experience, the failures, the successes that entrepreneurs like yourself have already been there and done that to speed right. the learning curve up for yes. those people, those entrepreneurs who are looking to make that launch. So thank you so much for sharing these insights with us. It's really, truly valuable. It's my pleasure. And one, one quote that I just really love to refer to when we're talking about this topic is, I can't even attribute to somebody specific, I can't remember who it was, but he said, if you actually have a great idea, you have to really jam it down people's throats because people don't recognize great ideas. So don't be worried if you have a great idea. That's so true. That is so. That is very true. A lot of people just don't get it. I mean, yeah, absolutely. How do you explain Twitter to someone? You know, nobody would have known they liked that. Um, and look at it now. So it's true. Absolutely, tell everybody. What do you mean? People are only going to be able to have 140 characters. People want to say way more stuff than that. Yeah, they do, but nobody wants to read more than that. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. So, B, let's move to our next topic. Let's talk about your current business. You have a lot of things going on right now that are very exciting. What's one thing that's really exciting you about your business right now? Um, I'm really excited because this is an emerging market and um, I would say that distance counseling, telemedicine, um, you know, cyber psychology, um, just doing therapy online is a, such a new business. There's not a lot of even legal limitations or legal language or anything on the books about it. So it's really great to be a part of defining this market. And I feel like my business, Pretty Pet Room, has a chance to not just define, but really dominate in this space um, by distinguishing myself from our competitors. And um, it's like, there's no rules. I mean, think about like waking up and being like, let's just make up a game. Let's make up a language. So that is really fun. But there are obviously always needs to be some sort of structure. So the same old business rules do kind of apply as, as when it comes to strategy. But I just love that. I mean, we have clients in all over the world, in Thailand, and the United Arab Emirates was one of our very first clients. I do not know how they find us. We've done no marketing. You know, we've had clients in Australia, people who wouldn't have tried therapy otherwise, and I get to make them feel better. You know, we've all been at that point, and I work with amazing women. I just feel really lucky. I mean, I'm, I'm a matchmaker. You know, I love to bring people together. It's just awesome. I think it's so powerful. It is so powerful, Bean. And it's the world we live in. Because even to look at my industry with iTunes and with Stitcher Radio, on September 21st, that was the day that I launched. You know, three days later, I go on to my statistics and I'm averaging 3,000 downloads every single day, individual downloads wow. from over 100 countries. I couldn't believe wow. that like literally every country in South America, except for one country I'd actually had never even heard of. I mean, I was like, wow, wow, this is insane. The world that we live in, we are just reaching so many people 
thanks to the technology that we have today with the mobile and the Wi-Fi. And it's such a flat and exciting world that I could not agree with you more that your industry is really on the verge of something pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Congratulations to you. You're number four on iTunes now. I have no doubt you're going to be number one soon. (laughs) Well, thank you. You know, it's interviewing great people like yourself every single day and kind of providing that little dose of inspiration, I think is why I'm just getting this number of downloads and just that snowball effect is just happening more and more every day. And it's exciting. I love the free inspirational content that I give. And of course, we couldn't do it without people like you, B, who are actually out there inspiring. Oh, I'm happy to do it. Happy to help. Happy to live it. So B, one thing in Entrepreneur on Fire, we like to pull the curtain back because a lot of Fire Nation listeners don't exactly know what an entrepreneur would do during the course of a day. It's kind of a mystery to them. Uh, yeah. What are two tasks that seem to occupy a good portion of your day every day? My whole day is spent on my futon and <laughs> answering questions and asking questions. That is literally most of my day. Um, I, I'm the point of contact for my clients, for my tech team, for my therapist. So I, I'm answering my therapist and my clients' questions, and I have to coordinate with the tech team to always you know, improve and enhance upon customer experience, user experience, and customer support. So yeah, I, I'm email. It's actually very, very dull. <laughs> And I've gained a lot of weight as a result, but yeah, I just am on the computer all day. You should get a standing slash walking desk. That would make all the difference in the world. As soon as I have $5,000, that's what I'm going to (laughs) get. My first stupid purchase. (laughs) So B, and that would not be stupid. It'd be brilliant. (laughs) Are you writing from one right now? (laughs) Can we talk for a second about the team that you've put together? I'm really interested. You say that you are more than happy to give tasks to people who are really experts in those specific tasks. Tell us about your team. Yeah, I'm, I've been really, really lucky. Um, well, first, I want to acknowledge and give a shout out to Bell & Whistle, which is the, um, the de- design and development company that built my website. Um, I came with wireframes and, and the concept, and they really got immediately what I was going for. And they're actually based in Brooklyn, in Williamsburg, actually. But their developers are based in Peru, so I like that you mentioned South America. So shout out to Lima, Peru. Um, <laughs> But um, they, they built me this amazing site. They really got it. I mean, they thought of everything. There's so many unanticipated issues, especially in tech and user experience. So they really, I mean, really did their thing with my site. I couldn't be happier. And um, that's, so that's Bell & Whistle. Thank you so much, y'all. And then my team of women that work for me, um, they're all freelance therapists. And, you know, I just put out the word just in my community, people I knew. I'm a therapist, so most of my friends are therapists. And, I, you know, I thought people wouldn't necessarily be on board with the um, with the branding, with the title, with our concept. But, again, people just got it. So I, I would say for another thing as far as advice, people always say to surround yourself with positive people. I think more than that, it's surrounding yourself with people who get you. Because when you're on the same page, it's just like in relationship, it's just like in any business. When you're on the same page, I just really think you can just build upon something, you know, and make it so much better than what you originally thought. Um, so the women I work with have, I mean, it's, it really touches my heart. Um, you know, sometimes as a, as a CEO, you feel like you're on a, you're alone. No one will ever love your business as much as you do, but 
these women work just as hard. They do great work with our clients and they're just, con it's, it's, it's just really touches my heart. That is inspiring that you can, you can work so hard for something that you didn't build, but they're absolutely a part of it. A hundred percent, a big part. So B, what is the vision that you have for the future of Pretty Padded Room? So going forward, um, we, again, we haven't been marketing at all just because well, there's been several rounds of changes to the site um, on the tech and the back end. But um, going forward, when we market, we're definitely going to start video marketing. I'm actually shooting a video later today. Um, sometimes with um, online therapy, I think there's kind of a, a Wizard of Oz thing, like people don't really know who's behind the curtain. So I think, you know, getting my team and myself in front of the cameras to show that we're not just some weirdo online um, and really showing our stuff, what we know, who we are, what we're like, will be a really great um, add another layer to our service. Um, we're also going to be taking our services offline. We were approached by the Learning Annex to start conducting um, workshops for women. So that'll be great just to get out and meet the people and just, you know, give help in person because we love that too. And, um, and long term, I would love to develop a social software. Again, like our market is wide open and I would love to really put the stamp on it and really have a software that's kind of the outlook for distance counseling and online therapy. Well, that's very exciting, and I have no doubt that you'll be putting a stamp on this industry, B. Oh, thank you, John. I appreciate it. So listen, we've now reached my favorite part of the show, B. We're going to enter the lightning rounds, and uh -oh. this is where I provide you with a series of questions, and you come back with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? Let's do it. <laughs> Okay, now it's very obvious that you are an expert psychotherapist, and I say that because you have an amazing way of just delivering incredible amounts of information very efficiently and very compact. I'm saying that because we're at about the 21-minute mark now, which is perfect in my mind, because it really gives us time for the lightning round questions, but I just want to really let you know that we do have a couple minutes per question to answer, because I like these interviews to go between 25 to 35 minutes. That's the goal. So we're definitely going to be in that range, but I'm really getting a lot of value from this. So take your time. Don't feel like these have to be one-word answers and just give it back to us. Okay. What was the number one thing that was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Um, well, definitely to start, um, the feel of failing again. Like I said, it, the first time around was not pretty. It was very painful. But um, like I said, I wouldn't have this business. I wouldn't have come up with this idea for sure if I hadn't done it. So, And also, I think the good thing that to come from that is that even though I failed and I was so embarrassed, you know, at the end of the day, my family and friends would still love me no matter what. They would love me if I was, you know, a Taco Bell. So um, don't be afraid of failing. The, thing, the people and the things that matter will still be there. So you might as well try it for something for yourself. Love that. What is the best business advice that you ever received? I think in business and in life, and I tell my clients all the time, for me, the key to success is you have to have a short memory and a long vision. <laughs> just, you just really can't dwell on things that didn't go right because you, you have to keep your eyes on the ball and your eyes on the goal. So short memory, long vision, definitely. Absolutely great advice. What's something that's working for you or your business right now? Um, I would definitely say the, the team that uh, I've been really lucky to find. The women I work with are so awesome, and they really get me in what we're trying to do. Um, so just the, the people that have been attracted to this project, I haven't had to convince anybody. You know, nobody's working against their will. 
um, I think it's just so important to really get people who, who really believe in you and, and at every level. I mean, even on the tech space, there, there's definitely been people who've told me to my face that it's a dumb idea or that it won't ever work. But the people who built the site just immediately got it and ran with it and exceeded my expectations. So surround yourself with people who get you and understand what you're going for. I love that. And some other advice that I've received in the past that I'm a big believer in that I'm kind of curious if you'd agree with this. It seems that with most entrepreneurs that run businesses like yours, like mine, you have 20% of people that are just going to be ardent admirers. They're going to love it no matter what. They're going to be your biggest fans. And then you have 20% of people who are never going to get it. And maybe some of that 20% is actually going to be pretty negative towards you. Yeah. I've really found it's that 60% in the middle that I get most of my valuable resources and information from because it's not those people that are just going to be praising me. It's not the people that are just going to be Nancy negative seven days a week. It's those people in the middle that really like it and they really want to provide some added value to it. Have you had that? Absolutely. I really actually like the breakdown of that too, because that's kind of how it is with people and, and just regular relationships. There's going to be people who love you no matter what. I mean, like I could kill somebody's whole family and my mom would be like, well, you were having a bad day, you know? So it's, <laughs> it's, it's good to have that in your pocket, you know, but, and then there's the people that you just learn to ignore who just, it's almost laughable after a while, just how, how much they don't like you or for whatever reason. But they, again, that's out of your control. But the real value, like you mentioned, comes from people who are just like, oh, all right, well, that's kind of cool. Or have you thought of this? You know, those are the people, that's when it becomes an actual conversation. And I think that's where you learn, not just somebody telling you something or not just one way listening to something, the conversation and the engaging, that's where learning occurs. So I would totally agree with that. Love it. I'm glad you've had similar experiences. Oh, yeah. So, B, you are self-professed, not a geek, not a tech person on the nth level. But do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with Fire Nation? You know what I love? I'm a huge fan, and I read it every morning, actually. Quora. Do you know about Quora? I know about it. I'm actually trying to figure out how to apply it to my business, so I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, there's just so many things on there that are truthful. And again, when you are starting your business, I think this is a huge problem for a lot of entrepreneurs. It's certainly been an issue for me. Um, You tend to doubt yourself on a regular basis. You know, am I doing the right thing? You know, do I know what I'm doing? How do I do? You tend to just doubt yourself a lot. So, and you're worried about making the wrong mistakes. Cora asks crazy questions. I mean, literally anything you could think of from, you know, what does it feel like to do heroin to, What's it like to be married to a supermodel or what's the worst fail you've ever experienced? And, the, and, you know, the Internet can kind of be a dark and scary place. But on Quora, everybody answers and people just answer with truth, you know, and, you know, just what it's like to go through all these experience. And the common theme through all of these things is that you get through it. And, and like I said at the beginning, stamina is such an important part of your journey. And, you know, you can see that people, you know, I, I read a question one morning. It was like, what is it like to have a family member die? And this girl wrote this essay about how her whole family and their dog was killed in um, a a small plane accident and, you know, just what people say to you and and don't say and how people react. And obviously as a therapist, I'm really into the human experience and the human condition. But the common theme is that we're all the same, like on, on some gut level, and, and especially when you're doubting yourself, you'll get through it. I mean, people get through worse things than what you're going through. So 
especially if it's just some imaginary fear or some imaginary terrible outcome. The real things that people get through are so inspiring. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. So why not just go for what you want to try, even if it's not real yet? You know, like the same fear isn't as real as the same success that you could have. It's not real yet. So why not go for it? It's totally possible. So I love Cora. There's so much truth on there. That is powerful. I can see how that would be so valuable in your business. I love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, B, what's the best book that you've read in the last six months? In the last six months, I actually haven't had a, an opportunity to really read that much. But the, I, the last good book I read was, um, what's his name? David, I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right. It's Coetzee, uh, C-O-E-T-Z-E-E. He's a South African writer, and he writes about um, the post-apartheid experience. But it was just a fiction story about him and him having a, a lesbian daughter. But I really like, um, you know, really practical people in really difficult circumstances because you can apply logic to it all you want, but life is not logical at all. And that was just the common theme throughout that book. And, and I just really love that because if, you know, there's no logic, then there's nothing holding you back. You know, people who are too logical don't start businesses because there's too many ways it won't work out. So I really love it when um, people are put in these predicaments and you just have to see it through. And do you know the title of that book, by any chance? It's called Disgrace. All right, we will link that up in the show notes for sure. So B, I just had a awesome interview with Andrew Warner. I had him on Entrepreneur on Fire. He's the founder of Mixergy. There's a question that he recommended that I ask to interviewees. So you're actually the first person that I'm going to be asking this question to. Oh, la la. Okay, I'm scared. What is one thing that I should have asked you that I didn't? A good question that I always determine with my entrepreneur friends is, you know, would they keep doing it for free? Because it takes so long to get it off the ground. And, and you know, I mean, you know this, you basically work for free and you've never worked as hard in your life and, <laughs> and, and worked for so little. And if, if you would do it for free, you know, and I definitely think that with both of the businesses that I've tried to start, I definitely would do it for free because that's where my heart was. And, and I, and I just liked it so much. So, because I, especially in my line of work, I see so many people who are unhappy and unfulfilled by their professional life. And, um, and then on the other hand, in my community, you see people who are literally just getting into it to get, be the next Zuckerberg and get, you know, trillions of dollars and, and want to sell out, you know, and, and, and that's also not the way to go about it. So would I do it for free? Yes. I don't even know if that's a good question. I guess everybody would say yes. Well, sometimes people find that they've gone down a road and they can't back up. So yeah. I think that, that question could really provoke some really good answers. So thank you for sharing yours. So B, this last question, it's my favorite. It's kind of a tricky one. So take your time, digest it before you come back with an answer. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you still had all the money, experience, and knowledge that you currently have right now, but everything about your business had completely disappeared, leaving you essentially with a clean slate. What would you do? The first thing I would do is go somewhere and be alone because you just have to process how I imagine if it, if it went away and it was a bad thing, you have to mourn the loss. But I, I, I definitely want to be alone. I would definitely want to listen to my spirit and just really connect with every feeling because I always tell my clients every emotion deserves equal respect. 
So whether you're angry or super sad, I would really just feel feel those things fully in order to process it. And, um, and then I would just evaluate my needs and go from there. I think it's so important to listen to yourself and even fear or failure. You know, those are important feelings that we need to pay attention to. And human, as humans, we're the only animals that don't listen to our instincts and don't trust our instincts. So I think it would be really at- important to pay attention to what I was feeling in that moment so I could go forward. I love that, B. You've given us some great advice this entire interview, and it's been really actionable and specific. So Fire Nation, we thank you for that, and we're all better for it. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Give us one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug, and then we'll say goodbye. Just, you know, no fear. No fear. It's, it's totally pointless. You just do what you want to do. This is your life. And live it how you want to, you know, take a chance. Not enough people are taking chances and risks. So just do it. It takes a long time for something to be successful. So you should start right away. Um, and in the plug for my business, that is prettypaddedroom.com. It's a nice place to go crazy. Uh, we have awesome therapists with a range of specializations through video chat or digital diary. You can do it anytime and anywhere, as much or as little as you like. It's really affordable. And it's just a cool place to hang out. So get on over to prettypaddedroom.com. Love it, B. Fire Nation, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, Fire Nation. Thank you, John. Fire Nation, you asked for it, and I created it. My first free ebook, 10 Incredible Insights from 10 Incredible Entrepreneurs, is published, all four pages of it. Simply go to eofire.com and subscribe to my newsletter. You will get immediate access to the top business insights from the likes of Barbara Corcoran, Tim Ferriss, Gary Vaynerchuk, and seven other incredible guests. Prepare to ignite. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.